We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yeah, you heard it there. It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. That guy's sitting right over there, refreshed from... A few days off is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com. Chris, we've gotten some days off. I don't know about you. I drank some good wine on my days off, which is among my favorite things to do. And I know you got to step away, which is really nice to do mid-season when your life is so enveloped in football. So uh, welcome back to, to football. Thank you. I've never taken like actual vacation time during an NFL season. And it was just a very, very odd experience to do that. But uh, it was much needed, man. <laughs> just a lot of time sitting at this desk I'm sitting at right now. And it's uh, it was good to to get away from that for a sec. Did you drink any wine at your desk? I did. Uh, Not at your desk, <laughs> my desk. That'd be weird if I was at your Occasionally. Desk. Occasionally. I, I, I drink more beer than, than wine. Mm, that's fair. So I like to... Guy. I. I I'm more like beer in the summer, but then during the winters, I like getting into wines and yeah. I, I don't know why. Like I'll drink wine year round, don't get me wrong, but 
I'm a thousand percent a fan of pairing food with the appropriate wine. Yeah. And I'm not even certain sometimes, but if it's red, I'll drink it. And if it happens to match the food I'm going with, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one thing about me too is like with beer, I'm from Santa Rosa. There's a lot of good beer in Santa Rosa. Yes. So um shout out to Cooperage, my people Cooperage. over there. And uh if you're ever in Santa Rosa, go to all the breweries because they're all really good, including Cooperage. <laughs> so let's uh let's get into the 49ers bye week and what happened over a somewhat uneventful bye week. Uh we'll we'll get into that and we'll also take a look ahead to the 49ers and Rams matchup on Sunday. Only one pod this week because of the holiday. So we'll get back on a normal schedule next week uh, after after San Francisco and the Rams face off. So here's what we're looking at post bye week. Uh, we're recording this Tuesday night. The 49ers as of Tuesday night have 9 players on the reserve COVID-19 list. All 9 of them went on during the bye week. It's Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk, DJ Jones, Daniel Helm, Jordan Willis, Trent Williams, Joe Walker, and Hironis Grasu. The availability of each of those players for Sunday is unknown. As of Tuesday, they were still on the reserve COVID-19 list. We'll see if they come off Wednesday. Uh, Chris, is there any concern for you uh, that we may be looking at a scenario where the 49ers are going into a game once again without some starters because of COVID-19 the way we saw against against the Packers. Yeah, and absolutely. And there's really no way of knowing right now the severity uh, of, you know, the the instance for each player, whether or not right. they have positive tests or they're considered close contacts. And and I was talking to somebody today with the team who basically told me that um the NFL protocol for COVID is constantly changing and it sort of changes based on how many cases you have um, on your team. And because the 49ers have so many guys now, uh, nine of them and eight on the active roster, um, they're at a point where they, they have to be more careful than, um, than normal. Right. So it, it's an ever evolving situation. And so if you, there, di I don't know exactly um, how many tests you have to pass, but I know there's a different level of um, testing you need to go through, whether, you know, if you're a close contact, it's less than if you had a positive test. And I think if you're if you're asymptomatic, you have to pass fewer tests. And if you have symptoms, um, which obviously you you, that that's the, the biggest barrier um, to get over in terms of the number of tests to get back in the building. So what we don't know is where each of these guys are. I know there, uh, as you mentioned, there've been, uh, reports of, at a, of about at least one player who tested positive. Um, but you know, we'll have to see, we're going to have an idea. Hopefully. I mean, by the time you're listening to this on, on Wednesday, at some point, um, we might have this information by being able to see who's on practice, who's at practice Wednesday, which is the first day of availability, um, for the media. And then, um, we'll sort of go, go from there. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about one, two, three, four, five significant starters slash contributors who are on the list right now. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something you, the, you know, we have to monitor going forward and it's going to go a long way to, to determining the outcome of the game. If some of these guys can't play, 
which was the case a few weeks ago in that Thursday night game against the Packers, which felt like a preseason game because the, the 49ers were missing so many people. The good news is they should have some players coming back against the Rams, and we'll get into that later. But it it feels like a lot of teams kind of throughout the year have had just COVID-19 issues here and there. And the 49ers, for the most part, save week nine when Kendrick Bourne and Trent Williams and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel went on the COVID-19 list. They've, they've pretty much avoided it. Um, and it's just one of those, uh, this, this isn't like hard-hitting football analysis, but it's one of those things that felt unavoidable that at some point they were going to have several players kind of go on go on the list just because of i mean the the way the numbers are across the country like the nfl isn't isn't uh you know immune from that and it's just kind of i think the the more i've the more i've kind of thought about it it's just the nfl is going to continue in a pandemic it's just the reality of the situation yeah they're going to continue really no matter what um because regardless of who's available the tv numbers are are going to be good because people are in their homes and crave football and and it's you know it's an escape from the reality that we're living in a pandemic and these are crazy times and so regardless of who's available to play um the league's going to get good numbers um from a from a television standpoint and that's that's all tied directly into you know revenue and and the massive tv contracts and um you know if they're canceling games and they and they lose revenue because of it that's going to hurt that's going to hurt everybody when it comes to the TV contracts that are going to be figured out over the next 12 or 24 months, um, you know, for the next decade. So the league is, it, it, there's going to have to be a catastrophic situation for the, for the league to, to cancel games. Um, I don't know that we're going to get to that point anytime soon, but with nine guys on the list. And, and like I said, we don't know who exactly tested positive and who was just a close contact. Um, so, you know, not it's we don't know that all nine of these guys have COVID, um, but, you know, it'll be it'll certainly be important to watch. But I imagine we're going to get we're going to get we're not going to get to a point, I don't think, where they're going to be waves of canceled games, although it wouldn't really surprise me either. So for the Niners, that's something worth worth watching and keeping an eye on throughout the week, seeing which of those players, if any, are able to come off the COVID-19 list in time to play against the Rams in time to practice at all. Uh, is anybody just getting cleared on Friday or Saturday to, to suit up Sunday? That'll be worth watching very closely. Some other housekeeping stuff from a 49ers roster standpoint, they signed safety Chris Edwards on Tuesday. Edwards was with the team a little bit this off season. He played mostly in the CFL uh, after attending college at the university of Idaho. The big one, Chris, though, is Sean Poindexter and Kai Nakua signed to the practice squad. Does this increase the 49ers playoff chances? Your thoughts? Um, Sean Poindexter has a very, uh, very cute French bulldog. I think it was a puppy. It might be older now. But um, just on that fact alone and the fact as a fellow French bulldog owner, um, Mm -hmm. I know how much of a boost that can just give you in life in general. So um, I think the 49ers getting another Frenchie back in the building is nothing but good news, <laughs> even if it's just Sean Poindexter on the practice squad. I think uh, that's the best Sean Poindexter analysis you're going to find on any podcast uh, <laughs> in the world. If I'm him, I'm naming my dog Poindogster. Oh, there you go. And and continuing with my life that way. Kainikua went to BYU, had 14 interceptions there in four seasons, I think. Uh, Poindexter, you'll probably recognize 
was with the 49ers last season in camp towards ACL in week one of the preseason. He was with the team in camp all year this year uh, and is now back uh, on the practice squad. Another thing, though, that was a little bit of a surprise, K1 Williams, who's currently out with a high ankle sprain, was suspended for two games for violating the performance enhancing substance policy. And I was a little bit confused at first how a player could uh, only be suspended two games for PEDs because that's normally six for a first time violation. But I did some digging and I found out that uh, there's actually a two game suspension for a first time offender if that player tests positive for a stimulant, a diuretic or a masking agent. So that's why K1 Williams is suspended for two games and not six like we normally see for a first time PED suspension. You're welcome. Yeah. And Matt Barrows of The Athletic um, spoke to Williams agent Evan Krakauer um, and said Williams is it was definitely his first offense and uh, they're not going to appeal the suspension. So um, it was probably something minor, some supplement that he took. Um, that had some sort of substance in it, like you mentioned, and well, and he's <laughs> and he's not going to play anyway. So the difference is, instead of being on the sideline or in the building, I guess he'll be at home watching the games. The only way this is going to impact him is if he was going to return to practice at any point in the next two weeks, which it didn't sound like he was going to. Right, potentially. So, if there's ever a good time to get suspended, this was it. Shout out to Kwan Williams for that. Let's, you want to read some ads? Yeah, let's let's hit a let's hit a break and talk and talk Niners Rams because we have a a football game to talk about. Yep. Twenty twenty has already shaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to Comscore Total Visits, so it's clear Indeed can help you get the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. And you know what they say, those who can't do teach and those who can't teach host podcasts. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. The football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Because right now Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel are coming back and they're going to make it a shootout every single game. You're going to need four quarters of energy 
to watch his high-octane 49ers offense go. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. So let's get into this Niners Rams game. One that's I, I mean, let's uh, okay, we'll 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 start here, I guess. The Niners are in a spot, Chris, where they're four and six. They're looking up right now at the Lions, Bears, and Vikings in the standings, and then the Cardinals hold the seventh seed at six and four. The Niners realistically have to go five and one probably the rest of the way to go nine and seven and perhaps snatch that seven seed they may have to go six and oh and given where the rams are where the niners are this is the one if if it's five and one that they can go the rest of the way and make the playoffs they can't lose this one no i I completely agree um looking at 538's website they have a, a playoff um, predictions or probability table, I guess, that you, that you can mess around with, and it's a pretty cool tool. Um, it says currently the 49ers have an 11% chance at making the playoffs right now. Um, if they beat the Rams, that increases to 24%. If they lose to the Rams, it decreases down to 4%. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with with, with six games left, um, this is absolutely a game they need to win. I, I think it's it's interesting from the standpoint of you know, I was talking to you and, and Nick in text messages last night, watching the Rams um, and Buccaneers play and seeing the Rams come away and, and win that game made me think, all right, the emotional high of going to Tampa, beating Tom Brady on a Monday night, coming back on a short week to play a Niners team that's coming off of bye has all the makings for a trap game. Right. Because that's right. typically how trap games work is if you you come off a really big high and emotional win one week, you can lose uh, the next week. And and the the example I think 49ers fans would be familiar with might be last year after the Saints game going to, to New Orleans and having that epic win there. They came back and laid an egg a, a, against the Atlanta Falcons and, yeah. and lost that game. And there were injuries, too, that factored in. But it was a letdown game for the 49ers. And. Just my immediate reaction was, I think the Rams are probably due for a letdown game. And then I slept on the take and uh, and looked at the Rams today. And then I was, you know, realized that since their bye week, the Rams have beat the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Um, their defense is first in the NFL in yardage, second in scoring. And while you, you're not entirely sure what you're going to get week to week out of Jared Goff, um, he's playing well enough right now. And the Rams might be the the hottest team in the NFC right now. You're wimping Just, out on your take. So I was. So my take is that <laughs> I would be stupid to pick the 49ers just off the top because they've lost their last three games by over 14 points on average, all against pretty good NFC teams. Um, and the Rams have just beaten the Seahawks and Bucks. Like I can't logically say a team that's. Oh, and three getting basically blown out in its last three games are going to go to on the road and beat perhaps the best team in the NFC with all the injury issues the 49ers have right now. Right. Sure. But I do think it can be a very competitive game. 
um, and a particularly competitive game because the 49ers potentially are getting guys back in Richard Sherman and Raheem Mostert, most notably, and potentially Jeff Wilson Jr., um, who had his practice window open today. And uh, Tevin Coleman might might come back too. not that Coleman's having a particularly good year, but the 49ers running back situation was in such bad shape to potentially get Mostert back and maybe one more. That makes the 49ers a much more difficult team to defend than it would be without Mostert, because the 49ers have to have a dynamic running game if Nick Mullins is going to be their quarterback and they're going to have any chance at at beating anybody. Um, So I I I took my foot off the gas on the 49ers are, are going to up, upset the Rams take. I could see it happening, I guess, given the 49ers have already beaten the Rams this year, albeit with Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback. But um, I think the Rams are really good right now. And even though the 49ers are in a relatively good spot coming off the bye, we still don't know about the COVID guys, obviously, but I think the Niners are going to be in a spot where they play pretty well. Yeah. And that's, that's why, that's why to me, so, so, Mostert being back is kind of the the whole key for me in thinking the 49ers can win this one. Yeah. Because their offense, I mean, you said it is is so predicated on the run game, but not just the run game, their ability to create explosive plays in the run game. Yep. And they just haven't had that with Jarek McKinnon getting a bulk of the carries. Jeff Wilson looked really good against the Patriots before he got hurt, but even Jeff Wilson prior to that game was averaging like like two yards a carry, two and a half yards a carry. I mean, the, the, the explosive 20, 25, 30 yard run plays that really kept defenses on their heels just weren't, weren't there. And having Mostert back in the lineup, a opens up that aspect of their offense that they just don't have without him. That's why he's such a unique player uh, for this scheme, but it just makes, it makes life easier for Nick Mullins, who has not played in a game yet this year with Raheem Mostert. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think it just makes, not that Mullins is going to go out and throw for 350 yards on a really good defense, but it takes some of the onus off him to move the football and they can turn it into a game like we saw in the NFC Championship last year where it's just a ton of most, where they're just moving the football, possessing the football. Uh, And and to an extent, we saw it against, against the Patriots this year. And I think they're going to follow a similar game plan where, it's just going to be feed Mostert, assuming he plays. It sounds like he's going to. And their offense, to me, is just going to have a much different look with him in the backfield. Yeah, and also Debo Samuel. Yes. Because he was he was massive in, in that win over the Rams. He had um, seven touches and scored a touchdown in that game. And I think all of his touches technically were running plays. But they, they <laughs> he was credited for making six catches. Um yeah. Which is funny. That's that's probably a stat they all, need to uh, they all need to look at changing. Yeah, all like, behind the line of scrimmage. So like, yeah, there needs to be if yeah, I agree with you. If, if you're, you're six just, inches if, in front of the quarterback, it's not a pass. Yeah, it's basically a handoff. <laughs> it's just the ball is in the air for a tenth of a second before he catches it. But anyway, um, yeah, Samuel being back is big too, and you know, I think he adds another dynamic to to the running game also, obviously, because the 49ers now with two receivers on the field who can run the ball, I think all the pre-snap window dressing stuff, the misdirection play action, all that stuff is more effective when you when you have multiple guys who are threats to do that, um, which the 49ers haven't really had lately because they've had to, you know, give Kendrick Bourne 
um, an inordinate amount of snaps and, you know, not not necessarily too many, but he just doesn't have that ability to to impact the running game with, you know, either being somebody Kyle Shanahan runs the ball with or, or you know, faking the ball to him. There's no there's no point in faking it to Kendrick Bourne. So <laughs> the you know, the having Ayuk and Samuel back, this is going to be more of a version along with Mostert. It's going to be a version of what Kyle Shanahan has wanted this offense to be. And it, and since Mostert's gotten banged up in week two, there really hasn't been any sort of consistent stretch um, where where you've been able to to have all of these guys. You know, Samuel's only played, this will be his fifth game of the season. Um, he's missed a lot of time. And Ayuk missed yeah. the first game of the year. So it's, you know, all of these guys, even, you know, surrounding Garoppolo and Kittle, like, the receivers and the running backs have also been in and out of the lineup just, almost just as much, right? So, you know, now that the 49ers have had a bye week, you want to see if they can develop some sort of rhythm um, and maybe have a few weeks where they don't, you know, suffer injuries, knock on wood, and then see what the offense can be. And I think it's, it's it, it would be at that point before we can start making any actual judgments about this team. Because frankly, like, one of my takeaways from 2020 is we haven't learned anything about this team because everybody's been hurt. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. know, I know a lot of people are spending a lot of time like microanalyzing everything that's happening. And, and look, I get it. That's what we do. But like so much of this is, is just a, a weird situation because guys are in and out of the lineup because of injuries or COVID or whatever. Um, on top of all the stuff you had in the off season, it's just, I can't I can't I can't look at the season and make too many concrete judgments on anybody because yeah. the situation's so unique with all the injuries. And I think part of the thing too is you're seeing just how valuable like practice time is. And when guys are just in and out of the lineup and practicing and not practicing, that cohesion that the Niners had for for a lot of last year just hasn't been there. And I think that's impacted the running game too over the last several games of they've been cycling their offensive line around. Um, they're moving running backs in and out because of injuries. It's just, I mean, I, 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 I understand that that injuries are part of the game and sometimes you have to play through them. And I think we saw the 49ers do that last year, but at some point it becomes insurmountable. Yeah. And maybe, and, and to this point, I think it has been, and that's why a team that was in the Super Bowl last year is four and six. If they do start getting healthy and maybe they win their next two and all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back and that's, that's, I think kind of the path and how they get rolling. But, uh, the, the climb is super steep and it's not going to be super easy to start against a Rams team, which as you pointed out is, is cruising right now. They're, they're very talented. And we're in the Super Bowl two years ago, and they have a lot of the same, a lot of the same players, and and maybe got even better at certain spots. So, yeah, and I I want to talk about the 49ers defense a little bit too because it's Please. going to be significantly different, and it might be a preview <clears throat> of of what the defense could look like in 2021. Um, first of all, I'm very curious to see how good a potential Richard Sherman, Jason Verrett starting cornerback duo could be because Verrett has been lights out um for pretty much all of the season and you know obviously it's a it's a huge credit to him coming back from all the injuries he's had to deal with 
Um, but we haven't gotten to see, you know, a real lockdown guy play on the other side of it. So I wonder how good the passing game, the passing defense could potentially, you know, what kind of jump it could take with Sherman in there playing at, at Richard Sherman levels along with with what they've gotten in Verrett. And then the safety spot is going to look a lot different because you have Tarverius Moore now playing alongside Jimmy Ward uh, because Jaquaski Tart's going to miss the rest of the season. And Kyle Shanahan had basically said, like, you know, earlier in the year when when he was asked a question, why hasn't Tarverius Moore gotten any time at strong safety? Well, he's like a 200-pound guy. He's, you know, right. he's a former cornerback. Um, he's one of the fastest guys on the roster. Um, so it could be that, you know, now the 49ers safety spots are really interchangeable because I would imagine the 49ers as, you know, I, I know Jimmy Ward's not a big guy either, but Jimmy Ward probably plays with more physicality. And I think just given Jimmy Ward's experience and knowledge of the defense and all of that, all of the, you know, intangible stuff that the coaches love him for, I think he's going to end up playing in the, in the box a lot because it would be an easier transition for him than than Moore, who went from cornerback to free safety, right? So I'm curious to see what the strong safety situation looks like. Um, you know, with Verrett back, I know you mentioned it before the pod, maybe um, does does Emmanuel Mosley get, get any time in the slot or are the 49ers, um, you know, are, are they comfortable with Jamar Taylor there? I think they're probably going to leave Taylor there, but I think the, the addition of, I guess, Verrett sort of, becoming a starting level player that the 49ers are relying on at the moment that might allow you to get a little bit more flexible than K1 Williams or with uh sorry that that might let you get more flexible with Emmanuel Mosley um and so you know I, I think there are some wrinkles that could potentially you know portend to the team's thinking in 2021 so you know Sunday's game against a, a pretty good offense um, with really good receivers will be a really nice test for that secondary. Um, and just given all the unknowns facing the secondary next, you know, in 2021, because no cornerbacks are signed um, mm-hmm. and you have Jaquaski Tart's free agency looming. So you wonder, all right, maybe Tarverius Moore is and Jimmy Ward. That's the future of the 49ers safety spots. And they, if they don't have to draft a safety, um, you know, in the, in, the second or you know the second day next year because they need a plug and play starter that would be pretty big for them yeah absolutely um so i'm i'm curious to see all all that shakes out as uh as the season winds down so do you think it's jamar taylor starting in the slot on sunday and not emmanuel mosley i think so yeah i i think they're they're comfortable with taylor because taylor's gotten reps in the slot since training camp and i right. think it's one of those situations where you know if it's not broke don't fix it type things um taylor's tied for, pretty, tied pretty for the well team but i in interceptions Worth yeah noting. yeah but but i also think you know i don't i don't know if taylor's somebody the 49ers are going to sign if um if kwan williams leaves he's a pending free agent um but you know it would be interesting to see mosley play there because potentially you if you give mosley a full off season i'm sure he could be your new nickel um mm-hmm. and you would probably be okay with that um and he'd probably so, be cheaper than kwan williams yeah, I mean, K1's a, at a spot where he's at a team that's really up against the salary cap, has potentially a lot of other players to pay. And if Williams is at the top, if if he can get a top-of-the-market deal at slot cornerback, whether that's $7, 8000000 million a year, um, whatever it ends up being, I don't think the 49ers are going to be able to are going to be able to pay him. Because no, I and think, he will. He's one of the best slot corners in the league. Like, yeah. Teams are so, going to want him. 
Yeah. So, so if the, if the Niners priority is bringing back Trent Williams and, um, you know, signing Fred Warner to a new deal and bringing in, bringing back Richard Sherman and potentially adding another veteran to the secondary, um, you know, I think Kwan Williams might be the one that's that's on the wrong side of that in terms of coming back to the 49ers. Do you think Jared Goff has as bad of a game next week as he did against the 49ers in week six? Because he's really not good. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, Jared Goff is hard to figure out. It's so because frustrating. sometimes he looks really good and sometimes he... He doesn't look good at all. And and he wasn't particularly good at all in that um in that loss to the 49ers earlier. But I mean, if if you go through his game logs, it's like one game against Buffalo, he averages 10 yards per attempt. Next game against the Giants, he averages 6.2. The next game he averages back over 10. And then 5.2 the next game against the 49ers. So it's like you know, I don't I don't really know what to expect from Jared Goff. And I think that's one of the things about Jared Goff. But he is coming off three games of over 300 yards. Um, and, you know, I guess it wasn't that efficient of a 376 yard performance against Tampa Bay, given he threw the ball 51 times. Um, but I mean, Robert Woods is really good. Cooper Cup is really good. Um, Sean McVay is really good at what he does. Um, so. I mean, your guess is as good as mine, like whether or not Goff is really good or bad, like it could really go either way. It's one of the it's one of the things I think Rams are probably most, you know, Rams fans are probably most frustrated with Goff is that you never really know what you're going to get from him. Yeah, and I think, man, it. I'm so fascinated to see and you mentioned this earlier, but I'm just so fascinated to see what the Sherman Verrett pairing looks like at corner. Because yeah, particularly the, against the Niners, really good. <laughs> the Niners haven't had a consistent presence across from Sherman yeah. since he's been here. Yeah, the first five, what was it, first five weeks of the season, they started five different combinations at corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, was like rough. 2018 at safety. Yeah. No, they, they, they started like eight different combinations of safeties in their um, 16 games in 2018 or whatever it was. <sighs> yeah, it's... So you so you're picking the Niners to win. Yeah, and that's that's I think I'm picking the Niners to win. I think they win something like 27 23 27 24 something like that. And I think that having that consistent presence and this is kind of where I was trying to figure out how to go. I think having a player like Sherman back in the secondary is going to be extremely helpful especially Having somebody that smart against an offense, it's definitely going to throw something a little bit different at the Niners uh, defense, I think, is, is going to be a big deal. And then I think offensively, having all their weapons back is just going to make life a little easier for Nick Mullins. And I think with with a week off, he kind of bounces back and have, has a good enough game uh, to where the, the 49ers win and we kind of walk away going like, OK, well, if that's that's a good way to start the run they need to go on and. That's that's where I, that's where I'm standing. I'm not backing off the take, like some people. I think no. I think we're in agreement in that the 49ers are going to play well, um, just given the influx of talent that they're going to have on both sides. I just don't think they're going to play well enough to beat the Rams. Yeah, the um, Rams are playing at an extremely high level with high level players right now. 
Yeah, like the Rams defense, I think, is just going to be too much for for the 49ers offense to overcome, even though there are going to be plays. You know, I think it's it's I think it'll be a close game. I think the Rams are probably going to come away with it. Um, And I think the Rams ultimately, I mean, if they keep on this trajectory right now, they might end up being, you know, one of the one of the two best teams in in the NFC. Yeah. Overall. So, you know, going to L.A. um, and giving them a dogfight, you know, I I think would be I don't know if it. I know people, football people don't think losses can be encouraging, but I think there's a situation where um, you come out a Sunday, even if the 49ers lose relatively encouraged because you're like, all right, they're destroyed by injuries, but they're they're still going to you know, be a tough, tough out every week going forward. Whether or not that translates, you know, to any wins remains to be seen. Like I said, going into this week, they've an 11% chance at making the playoffs, according to 538. Mm-hmm. Um, Football but, Outsiders has them at below 5%. Yeah, that's that's probably factoring in their injury situation more than 538 is. Sure. Um, But yeah, so I, I think that's where the 49ers are. They're, I think they're... Going forward, my prediction is they're going to be a competent team um, and they're going to play well, but ultimately the talent is is just not going to be at a high enough level because they don't have their starting quarterback or star tight end or defensive player of the year potential candidate, Nick Bosa. Um, but they'll get Sherman back. The receivers should get on a roll here. And if they can start running the game, then they're going to be or if they can start running the ball, then they're going to be a really tough team to uh to defend even with mullins at quarterback so we'll see all right that's our thoughts on niners rams chris you got anything else i got nothing else i'm looking forward to thanksgiving it's gonna be it's gonna be a virtual thanksgiving for your guy decided i'm not gonna see anybody staying at home solo doing thanksgiving on roscoe's there roscoe yeah roscoe don't disrespect my guy like that yeah Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll carve up a meal so we're only doing, like I said, one podcast this week. We'll get on a normal schedule next week with podcasts coming out Tuesday and Friday again. But then our schedule gets thrown off a little bit with the Monday night game. Uh, so we'll we'll be coming out a day later there. But two pods a week starting again after the 49ers and Rams face off in L.A. Subscribe, rate, review if you haven't already. And we will see you next time. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. This is especially important for those of you that are going to be sitting around watching football on Thanksgiving, and maybe you're not super interested in the Lions and whoever the heck the Lions are playing. Um, <laughs> but the football team, the football team, that's who they're playing. <laughs> not even joking, that's the name of the team they're playing. You can get in on that action. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's right. Do that now before Turkey Day. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. BLUEWIRE, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.